It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is a View from the Bullens podcast. Listen to all the news, views and inside track from Goodison Park. This is a View from the Bullens podcast, sponsored by The Beer Killer, Liverpool One. Hello and welcome to Extra Time, a brand new show here at A View from the Bullens, where a few members of the team, probably some voices you've not heard too often on the show, will be discussing some talking points surrounding Everton Football Club. Obviously, the likes of Benj, the Bobble, Paul, Lee, all cover what's happening during, you know, before and after a game. So we thought we'd create this new show to focus on a few other topics, maybe longer term topics, things like the transfer window, future of some of our players and things like that. So with this show, it will be myself, obviously Matt Smith, regularly joined by Matthew Barry, who produces some Brilliant articles over on the Patreon, which I'm sure you've all read regularly. And Paul Stewart, who does a lot of work behind the scenes for the channel as well. So before we kick things off, do a little introduction. Uh, obviously, like I said, joined by Matt and Paul today. I'll start with you, Matt. If you want to just introduce yourself, how you came to supporting Everton and, and and sort of getting involved in the channel as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, Matthew Barry. Um, I live in Cardiff or just outside Cardiff. Um, been supporting Everton for over 40 years. Um, I I was one of the original glory supporters, I suppose, from back in the days when when we were good um, and we were winning things. Um, but you know, you just pick a team and you stick with them through through thick and thin. Um, it's been a lot of thin since since the glory days. Uh, but yeah, here we are. Um, and how I got involved with the channel. Um, so I I interact with with the boys quite a bit from when they first started out. Um, and I've I've done a bit of writing before, so. Um, I was invited to to do a couple of articles, and and here we are. So delighted to be part of the team. Yeah, excellent, mate. And yeah, same question to you, Paul. Obviously, an Everton fan as well, over from not from England, over from Ireland. And yeah, if you yeah, like so I'm Paul Stewart, and I'm living in Belfast currently, but I'm from a small town outside Belfast called Cookstown. Not sure if anyone knows what that is. 
Stuart Dallas is probably the most famous person from where I'm from. So that's what we're known for. So yeah, I'm living in Belfast. I've been supporting Everton all my life. It's kind of just been passed down the generations. My great-grandfather, grandfather, and then my dad. And now I've passed it on to my nephew. So I have that guilt to bear now with him crying at the TV whenever we lose <laughs> games. He's only seven. So yeah, I just passed through the generations. There's not many Everton fans, fans from here. So yeah, and I also got on to the Bones like, podcast and helping out with the guys as I run EFC Daily. It's another Everton channel on Twitter. So just speaking to the Bobble and Bench asked me to help out a few times in the channel behind the scenes and always willing to help out. So looking forward to seeing what we can do with this podcast. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Hopefully it will be a good show we can create here. And obviously, for those that don't know me, Matt Smith, otherwise known as, as Tactically Matt on, on social media and things like that. Um, you know, similar story to to Paul passed down the the generations in in terms of um, supporting Everton. Dad lives in Liverpool still. Brother, sister, all the family live in Liverpool. It's just me without the the Scouse accent and not living in Liverpool these days. But but yes, yeah, you know, forced upon me for my sins, of course. But um, but yes, yeah, been an Everton fan all my life and, and and try and follow them as much as I can nowadays. Obviously, do the tactical stuff over on the channel and things like that and articles and videos and and create content on on social media as well so but with today's episode we'll ch- it's going to be a bit of a, a transfer window special obviously opened earlier this month kevin fowers reminded all evertonians to to be a bit cautious and and not get too excited not get drawn into all the rumors on, online and not to expect much in terms of incomings really but of course, there may come a point where we can we can get a deal over the line. We've got a very thin squad. I'll, I'll come to you, Matt, first. A bit of a hypothetical situation, really. If if there's you know an opportunity for for us to bring in a player, but you know maybe it's only one position we're able to to bring in. What what would be your priority? There's obviously a lot of thin areas in the squad, but if if it just had to be that one position where you'd have to strengthen, what would you what would you focus on? Um, I mean, for me, it's quite an easy, quite an easy answer, and that's find, trying to find somebody who can fill in for Abdullahi when, um, when when he's not available, because you know, the the statistics and the results speak for itself when when he's missing, um, and it, when he's not there, it seems to be that we change so many different facets of, of the team, albeit from a, a tactical point of view or from a from a lineup point of view. Um, we've we've gone to a back five. Uh, on occasion, when he hasn't been there, and it, it's just taken, taken the whole. I think the potency of the team away, where you've you've got you know Jack Harrison has sometimes had to come inside, or you know we've had to play Michael Keane, and that takes away um, I think quite a lot of the confidence that's in the team. To be honest with you, and a lot of the fluidity, um, and it, it seems to have been a, an issue that that Daesh hasn't been able to resolve. Since he's been since he's been a manager, you know, he's he, in in the piece I wrote recently. I, I've said that you know he, he's been a power for good since he's been at Everton, and he's he, he solved quite a lot of, of problems and, and resolved quite a lot of issues that we've had. But the, the decor is is the one thing where we we haven't found the solution to. And I think that as you quite mentioned, quite rightly mentioned about the thinness of the squad, where you know once we get through January. And I think we'll have we've got fifteen league games left after after January. And you know, if if Decoy does get a suspension or he does get an injury, then 
you know, I, I think we're we're probably at risk of of not being as competitive as as, as we can or, 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 as we, or as we could be. So, um, you know, that if if there's one area where we can get somebody in, I, I pray that we get that position some button down. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, if you ask a lot of Evertonians, it'd be a, a very popular answer. I think. I think. From my personal point of view, I think fully agree. It's the position I've been saying that that we need to prioritise. Even though you could make an argument for other positions, I think a lot of people aren't happy with the the centre back depth. We've got the numbers, but maybe not the quality. Right back's been an issue at times. With you know, we've got two aging right backs plus a young right back who's sometimes struggled. Maybe needs a bit more time to adapt. You've got central midfielders where it's not enough cover. Wingers the same where, you know, Dan Juma's not really fancied and, and and Lewis Dobbin's still a young lad. So but for me it is that number ten. It's that that linchpin between the, the striker and the midfield. And you only have to look at the stats to see how much we missed the core. And I don't think it's necessarily solely missing him as a player, although he's been fantastic and a lot of it is down to that. I think it is just missing that player that's natural in that position. Like you said, like you mentioned, Matt, we've had to play Jack Harrison there. He's not naturally a player that plays there. Andre Gomez has played advanced when he's come back in the last few weeks. James Garner even going a little bit further forward. So I think it's just lacking that natural number 10, someone that can work hard, but also create, get in the box and score goals. And if we can manage to get one of them over the line somehow, if it's a loan, if it's a, a low down payment, then I think it will be be hugely beneficial to us. And Paul, same question to you, mate. I don't know if you you obviously agree or you you've got another idea in your head or what. Yeah, I definitely agree with both of you there. Just I think if you asked eleven different Everton fans who they would want to what position they would want, they would probably say eleven different places at this stage. You've got a lack of numbers in every position nearly. But the Curry, yeah, for me, like you can see it in the last four games, four defeats without him. He, he's that key to our team now. And if you had told an Everton fan that about a year and a half ago or two years ago under Lampard, he would have laughed at you because he was nowhere near, anywhere near the starting team. He wasn't even in the squad at times. Like, So I think he's the role. He kind of reminds me now, that role of the Curry kind of reminds me of how important Calvert-Lewin was to Everton just before his injury and when he came back and under Carlo Ancelotti. He was that important to how, we, how well we play. So if you take him out of that Everton team, you can kind of see... It just feels like there's a big missing link there. So the curry would be mine. Replacement, yeah, replacement for him if he ever got injured or suspended, like you mentioned. That would be it for me. Yes, yeah, like I said, it's it's definitely a, a, a one that a lot of Evertonians would definitely agree with. And and it's very difficult to replace him in this side at the moment. So yeah, hopefully Felwell can uh, work his magic and, and get that one done. But there's also been a few players linked with moves away. Obviously Mason Holgate currently on loan at Southampton in talks to potentially end that loan. Andre Gomez linked with a move away. Ben Godfrey, you know, there's three players that are, have been in and out of the team over the years, not really contributed how we would have hoped, really, overall. I'll come to you, Matt, first. They're players that are in the squad, obviously Holgate not at the moment, but they're players that, that could make up the numbers in the squad at the moment. Would you, if an offer came in for one of these players, would would you be looking to to maybe offload offload any of these players, get get some funds in to hopefully re you know reinvest in the squad? But obviously the issue is we've had it before. We sold Anthony Gordon, couldn't reinvest it. 
are these players that you'd be actively looking to sell, keep keep around, or would you need sort of reassurance that they're going to be going to be replaced? Um, I certainly think there needs to be reassurances that they're going to be replaced before you know before we push the button and, and move anybody out. You know, the 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 big benefit about moving somebody like Andre Gomez on is that his wages, and you know, if we can get rid, of the, don't want to say get rid of, but if we can move him on. Um, you know, between now and the end, between now and the end of the window, then you're, you're likely to save probably somewhere in, in the region of two to two and a half million pounds just in salary. You know, if, if we can get them gone permanently, um, I think I think for the moment you, we were probably pretty desperate to put him on um, when we have done in the last the last couple of games because he's literally come you know completely from out of the cold. Um, you know, when, when we we do have a a laugh and a joke a little bit about Daesh fitness and things like that, where, you know, how on earth Gomez will qualify for Daesh fitness. Um, it sort of defies logic a little bit when you, when you look at some of the, the players that, or some of the time that it's taken for some players to come back um, and get in. So I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't object to keeping him around as, as a squad player, but if, if we had to, but if the opportunity arose where we could move him on, uh, and make the wage saving. I think that's a bit of a no-brainer. Um, ben Goffrey, I see Ben Con- Ben Goffrey as a depreciating asset now. You know, he's got. I think he's got two and a half years left. I think on his contract, um, and you know, he had the, the the one very good season under Ancelotti, where we had the the four centre backs back four, uh, and and he and he played really really well. You know, I know he had long COVID and he, he had the um, the injury issues in the, the first game of last season against Chelsea. But, you know, you would probably see his value now somewhere between 10 to 15 million maximum. So, and he's behind Michael Keane. So if all things being equal, if, if you see yourself as the, as the fourth choice centre-back and Michael Keane is number three, then I think that, you know, the... There isn't much of a of a future for you at, at the club under the current manager, um, with with the current centre back hierarchy. So, um, if we can get any sort of money for him, then you know, sort of ten to ten to fifteen million pounds. I know there's talk about nine million pound from Newcastle this afternoon, but uh, I think that's extremely good business for us to go in and, and reinvest in areas where you know we we can affect the the results a little bit higher up. Um, and if Holgate is coming back, then you know he's he's capable of playing centre back or, or right back. And you know, just going back to Keane, if he's your number three, then you know what sort of opportunity is is Holgate or, or Godfrey going to get for game time? They're just going to be bench warmers. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to disagree on that one. It's... I think these three, the three that we've mentioned are, are kind of products of the the past few years where we've had so much trouble, Gomez, Holgate and and, and Godfrey, mm-hmm. Holgate less so due to the fee we paid for him. But, you know, Gomez and Godfrey, both sort of over £20 million, not really contributed massively over their whole time at the club. And we're now looking at Gomez thinking, well, he's out of contract at the end of the season. Can we get a few million? If not, he's probably going to leave on a free. Like you, you mentioned the fees for Godfrey there, maybe around 10 million. There's no guarantee we get that, but that's still sort of making, you know, we we paid double that for him at least. So I think these are the products of, of our own downfall realistically. And it's hard to, it's hard to get rid of anyone at this stage. And, and Deitch has mentioned that recently. It's, we've got such a thin squad. So unless you can absolutely guarantee it's reinvested and reinvested well, it's hard to to see a situation where we actually sort of do offload these players and especially someone like Gomez where, of course, the wages are high, but we're not going to get a big fee for him. We're not going to get a fee that we're going to be able to reinvest massively. So it kind of, for me, it kind of just makes sense to keep him around until the end of the season, cut our losses and let him go for free. And and yeah, it's just another one that hasn't really worked out overall. But Paul, I'll come to you. Similar Similar questions, obviously Gomez, Godfrey, Holgate. What is your what is your views on them? What what would you be looking to to do with them if if you were sort of in charge? I'll start off with Holgate. I think in terms of the other two players mentioned, Holgate's probably the one that's least important to the Everton squad at the moment, as he's been out and loan at Southampton all, all season so far, and he's made minimal appearances for them. So I'll make a note. I think they said today in the press conference that. I guess quote exactly was the player made it clear he wanted a fresh start. He's a Southampton player at the moment. I think that says it all about it's kind of his thoughts on Mason Holgate. If he fancied him, he would want him back. He didn't make anything, any sort of comment to suggest that. So if he is to come back, like people are saying, these talks with the club about Enton's loan early, I think we have to find him another move because it was mentioned by Ben on a recent podcast, sort of wages he's on. Even if you got a team to come in and pay half of his wages for the rest of the season on loan it'd be a big help to a club like us with the money we have like 73,000 a week or something he's on so I think Holgate will be out the door for me if he comes back to Goodison Gomez it's a bit of a difficult one like he's kind of come back into the fold in the past couple of weeks but again he's another player that's on massive wages and if you take his time at Everton as a whole he hasn't impressed me at all really I know he's had his injuries and other things have happened but he just Everton can't afford to be paying a player like him not to play. I'll give him credit for his Spurs game he played a few weeks ago. You have to credit him for that. He came in straight away when the Curry was out injured and he played very well. He stepped into the side and he was man of the match, got a goal out of it. But in terms, I think it's a couple of Saudi clubs are maybe sniffing around. But if you got a half-decent offer for him, I would be up for selling him, to be honest. But it just depends. Again, he's a squad player that... We need to obviously stepped into the team the last couple of weeks when players have been injured and missing. So he'd he'd have to replace him. I think the same as Ben Godfrey. 
it's a bit of an interesting one for me moving on to Godfrey. I don't know. I feel like there's still a player in there. Like I, I don't know, probably just me being a bit optimistic. I, I still think he's a better player than Michael Keane. Not being harsh on Michael Keane, but I just think Godfrey, his appearances under Carlo and he done well under Lampard actually as well for quite a few games. Injuries and COVID and stuff haven't helped him, but unless we got a generous offer for Ben Godfrey, I don't think I'd be letting go. There was that mention, Matthew mentioned there, Newcastle, maybe eight or nine million. I, I think I'd be wanting a bit more considering we paid, I think it was 23 million or something for Ben. But another player that you might have to replace if Michael Keane maybe got someone sniffed around him this window, you can't be having two fit centre halves. And I, I would rather keep Ben Godfrey than Michael Keane in there in the squad. Yes, it's a difficult one, and especially with Godfrey, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be frustrated with his lack of game time. You know, he's he's a player that's he's sort of reaching his sort of prime years now, and he's not playing at all. He's not like you've mentioned; he's maybe not even considered third choice, possibly fourth choice. He's acting as cover at fullback in an absolute emergency, and that's what he's been doing over the last few years. So, it wouldn't surprise me if he pushes a little bit more for a move than maybe a Gomez. Someone who's probably happy to pick up a, a nice wage and, and get a little bit of game time here. He's reaching the sort of end of his career and he knows he's going to be leaving on a free in the in the summer anyway. So with Godfrey, I think it's a, a trickier situation. But at the end of the day, if he sticks around, he sticks around, he's an option then. And when Deitch sometimes likes to go to a back three, I think he's he's a little bit better suited to that than a than a back four. So it's an option, but I think it would be difficult personally to to maybe turn down an offer if a reasonable one came in, especially if we could reinvest it. But moving on then, another player that's in the in the media at the moment, Arnab Danjuma. There's been a lot of talks that other clubs are beginning to sniff around. Maybe Villarreal might not be happy with how his loan's going at the moment. He's obviously not playing an awful lot for us. I'll come to you, Paul, this time. What would you do with Dan Juma at the moment? He's obviously, like I mentioned, not really playing. Doesn't seem to suit the way Deitch wants to play. Would you be sort of willing to to cut his loan short and maybe use up one of the loan slots elsewhere? Or would you possibly keep him for, for depth reasons? You know, what, what what's your thoughts overall on the Dan Juma situation? Yeah, if Kevin Thelwell and... Dan Purdy and the rest of them have something lined up to replace Dan Juma. I'd be more than happy to let him go again and cut his loan short. I think there's Leon and a couple of other teams are sniffing around him. But I just think I kind of had more of a, thought he would have more of an impact when he came. He just he started the few, first few games, but I think it's his last start for Everton was against Arsenal in September. And Lewis Dobbin, who turned 21 today, is, seemed to be more favoured off the bench than Dan Juma. I don't know whether his training isn't as good or what's he doing wrong. But anytime he comes on, I just feel like he's trying too hard, being a bit too greedy. He hasn't really looked that decent for us since he came in. So if you want to replace him, you could replace him with a player who's going to pop up and score a few goals off the bench, a few assists off the bench, compared to, I think, Dan Juma has one league goal and 12 starts or 12 appearances this season. So, yeah, if, if we can replace him again, it's the same with every single player we talk about now. The squad's that thin. We haven't got much backup in every single position. We need to have someone... If You can't just let Dan Juma go now to Leon, for instance, without a backup, because if Dwight McNeil or Jack Harrison get injured, you're lying on Lewis Dobbin, potentially on his own, on the wings. You've nobody else there to play. So get a replacement lined up for Dan Juma. And 
get someone in, let him go, free up that loan spot for someone else. That would be what I would do with him. Yeah, so it's a bit of a one in one out situation at Everton at the moment. It's it's literally that way. We can't we just can't afford to lose any more players. To be honest, it was similar in in the summer transfer window towards the end of it where we were seeing Alex Awobi, Neil Mope, Damari Gray all sort of getting ready to leave the club. We're thinking in the final few days are uh, must be a few coming in and and then nothing happened. And look, we got, you know, a reasonable fee for Alex Awobi and Damari Gray, but you know, it did leave us short in a lot of areas. So I think it's something that we need to sort of learn from their mistakes. We understand the financial situation and, you know, we have to cash in on players at the right times. But with someone like Dan Juma, we've paid a loan fee for him. We're, we're pay, you know, we're paying his wages. We don't have to pay a transfer fee for him. We're not going to get a transfer fee if we if we get rid of him. So it feels to me that, like you've mentioned, Paul, we we have to have that player come in. It's, it can't be a like an Awobi or a, or a Mope where they've just gone and and there's no one coming in, or a Damari Gray. I think they have to be in the door before we even get Dan Juma out the door. It's as simple as that because it will leave us so short. Even though he's not played a lot, it's just having that option. It's having that body, someone to come on, even to give someone ten minutes rest of at the end of a game. It's not. It's probably not fair on Dan Juma, but. We've got to be selfish in this situation, I think. But over to you, Matt. It's exactly the same. Is it? Is it someone you'd be looking to keep around unless you know, unless we could get someone in, or would you sort of say your goodbyes and just shake hands and say it's not worked out? As long as we can get somebody in, um, then I think you, you need to look at what sort of money we're going to get back from Villarreal uh, in terms of the fee we've paid, if, if at all. I think that'll be quite a consideration. Um, and also, you know, the wage saving as well. If, if we do move him on, then, yeah, I think we'll be saving quite a bit of money as well, but it's how much you have to spend um, for the person coming in. I think, you know, it's a really good point where that's that's somewhere where you've got a player who can play out wide. He can probably play behind the striker or play as a forward. So, you know, you, you're you not talking about a left-back or a right-back or a centre-half. You're talking about somebody who can play in, 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 in multiple positions. So, you know, I think if you look at well, if if Dwight McNeil got injured, then you're gonna you're gonna move Harrison over to the left, which means you have to play Dobbin on the right, who's inexperienced if you haven't got Dan Juma. So if if you are gonna part ways with him, then you ha- it is essential that you've got somebody who who can fit the, the profile of player that he is. Albeit, I think you're quite right what you mentioned Matt, about. The type of person or the type of player that Dan Juma is, perhaps he's not. He's more of a, a Kevin Thelwell signing because we knew he was after him last season. Whereas if Gosh, um perhaps had had the choice, would would he have taken the would he have taken the player or would he have looked for something else? Um, somebody who's perhaps works just as hard going backwards as as they do going forward. You know, it it does appear that Dan Juma's got two gears, which is forward and fast forward. You know, he doesn't he doesn't go doesn't go backwards. You know, he doesn't go back up over the over the halfway line. Of the, all the times you know I've seen him play, I don't think I've ever seen him go back into into our half. Um, so he he wouldn't be somebody who I would um, be sad to see leave. Um, but in you have to have the caveat that he is somebody who would have to be replaced. There's absolutely no shadow, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, 
he's he's quite an enigma, Dan Schumer, because you can see that that you know what he can do when he's been at Villarreal and, and, and Bournemouth to a certain degree, albeit more more or less in the championship. But you know, he he's got that that pedigree there and he's got that quality and you think that you just want Daesh to, to trust him that little bit more to give him a run um in, in the first team. But I think that would only come as a consequence of, of an injury to, to McNeil or Harrison. So I'm, I'm sure that his camp are seeking assurances and of what sort of game time he's going to get um, in the second half of the season. And I think that if we can't convince them that, you know, he's, he's going to get as much as he wants or needs, then they'll probably agitate for, for a move. But, you know, as, as you quite rightly said, Matt, you know, it, it needs to be on our terms that and, and when we're ready to let him go, which obviously means that we've got somebody ready to come in. Yeah, absolutely. And there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Extra Time here at A View from the Bullins. Let us know what you want to hear about, what you want to hear us chat about on this show. Let us know in the comments and we will look forward to producing another episode for you in the near future. So thank you very much once again and we'll catch you all very soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.